We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler, Bart Winkler Show. It's Bears week, so we're going to get right into it. Danny Parkins of 670 The Score is my esteemed guest today. Hello, Parkins. Hello, Bart. I, I'm so nervous about this game already, and it's only Tuesday. This is not good. This is not good. Well, so this is this is my problem, and I'm you know if I if if I was on the radio show, I'd probably ask you stuff like, so the Bears uh front seven, uh, who who's someone that they should worry about, and and what I don't care, like I really don't care about any of that because this game is not just a game. This game is like, it's like Chicago's moment to reclaim supremacy. It's Chicago's moment to rid of this boogeyman that there's been for 30 years. I tweeted the other day that Chicago is like the greatest American sports city, or it should be, but everyone there is so obsessed with little brother Wisconsin. This game, I just feel like, it's annoying me. It just needs to be over with, and the Packers need to win. I don't see why it would annoy you. You guys are playing with house money. Like, I I, I don't understand. I mean, the Bears, Packers, and Bears fans being confident, yet that confidence is clearly just there to mask our terror. You guys are in a great spot. I mean, if... If Jordan Love outplays Justin Fields and Jordan Love looks great and Fields looks bad and there is a reasonable argument to be made that the Packers will have gone from first ballot Hall of Famer to first ballot Hall of Famer to merely franchise quarterback being answered. Not that he has to prove to be a Hall of Famer after this game, but just that you're not going to be in the quarterback abyss like the Colts were after they went Manning to Luck or like every team in the NFL deserves to be after you've had such quarterback luck for three decades, Bears fans will be collectively sick to our stomach. And it's all the other compounded things. It's the Bucks being much better than the Bulls. It's the Brewers being in front of the Cubs. It's the Badgers being awesome. It's the Chicago hasn't won anything. So, yeah, 2016, amazing, obviously. Yeah, historic won. championship. Not that long ago, I understand. But we got five pro sport teams in this town, man. 
Like it's it's been a long time since anything really relevant and meaningful has happened here. So there's a ton of optimism for the Bears, and there's a ton of optimism that Packers fans are going to finally learn how the other 31 teams in the NFL live. And if that doesn't happen, it's going to be a miserable, miserable, miserable experience. So I think I think we're both working out of out of fear this week. I think we're both. Well, what do you guys have to fear? Like if Jordan Love is bad and you lose to the the Bears in Chicago, where you're an underdog, like okay, that's just welcome to the NFL. That's just normal. Okay, keep that like spread that gospel because what I'm afraid of is if the Bears win, it's going to be, and I've already seen it. I mean, a month ago, we were fighting about what state is better festivals. So if the Bears win, it's going to be like 30 years of pain rushed into one celebratory day. And it's I, I and Packer fans will be like, oh man, that sucks we lost to the Bears, you know, whatever. And we'll try to go to bed, but our neighbor will be blaring a horn direct like when Bart Simpson yeah, put yeah. all those. And, and all you gotta do all you gotta do is plug your ears with your your Super Bowl rings, man. Like I it I can't I don't understand why it would be that bad for the Packers to lose the game. I don't get it. Yeah because Bears then can't. it would give people that don't have the like the Bears fans are gonna act like so, okay, one one guy that I've been very um, defensive of this week is Deion Sanders. Yeah. Because he's awesome. Yeah, but that's awesome. what's, that's what's going to happen. Bears fans are going to take one game and all of a sudden flaunt around like they're Deion Sanders. And I don't want to okay. see that. Okay, yeah, you don't want to see it. It'll be mildly uncomfortable. But that's the NFL. Like, losing an opener – to a team in your division that's a rival, like, you know, that it'll suck for Bills fans or Jets fans, whoever loses that game. You know what I mean? It'll it'll suck for Cowboys fans or Giants fans for whoever loses that game. But there's not 30 years of quarterback angst riding on the individual performance of Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott or Daniel Jones. You know what I mean? Like this, for, for the Bears side of this equation, and I know that there's some Bears fans that think that I am being like way too over the top with this sort of thing. But man, I absolutely fear Jordan Love being great. I straight up fear it because it's not supposed to go that way. Like if you go, if you go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, you're supposed to deal with Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers and a different starter every Carson year. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, then taking a risk on Anthony Richardson, who like odds are won't work, even though I'm rooting for the kid, right? That just the odds are it won't work. And then, you know, it's that's how it's supposed to go. It's it's supposed to go, oh, you had Eli Manning. And then for years, you've got nothing. And then you get Daniel Jones, and it's like, eh, maybe it's something, but you've got to pay him, and maybe he's just good enough to be good, but not good enough to be great. Like, it's supposed to be hard. It's, it's, not, so, it's not supposed to be a birthright that you have a top-five quarterback in the NFL. And so I just – I am sick and tired of Packers fans 
acting like your organization is special or like you figured out some sort of special sauce to, oh, we sit yeah. our quarterbacks, we're yeah. patient, we develop them. Everybody yeah. else rushes it. We slow cook our quarterbacks and we've figured out the way. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You have done nothing other than get lucky twice. That's it. Well, nothing more, nothing less. And if you get lucky a third time, you should all collectively move to Las Vegas or play the Mega Millions. The thing, though, is, and this we can go back and forth on this, but Bears fans, so Bears fans don't understand. And I'm, I'm like already hearing myself, like I'm in your shoes listening to me. Bears fans don't understand the, like the trials and tribulations that come with having these guys. Oh, stop! Because then they're larger than life, and then they're criminals, and then they're uh, celebrity attention whores, and then they're like the one guy in the world that he's allowed to winning MVPs, winning NFC Championship. Then they go to the Vikings and beat us. Now we got to watch Hard Knocks. It's too much. So you'd I'd rather ra- have the Peter Tom Warrens or whoever was the quarterback in 95. You'd rather know what it's like to go into a season banking on Mitch Trubisky. You'd rather go into a season where the best quarterback in franchise history is arguably Eric Kramer. You'd rather watch football for a team that's never had a 4,000-yard passer or a 30-touchdown passing quarterback. Stop with your first class problems, you're the billionaire who says, oh man, they didn't serve the right shrimp cocktail sauce on my private jet. I'm slumming it on this no. G4 while my G5's in the shop. Shut up. No, it's not that big. It's like, hey, the pipes in this house don't work sometimes too, man. You know? You live in a 7,000 square foot mansion on Lake Geneva with a helipad. No, we don't. You guys took all that property. <laughs> you, you like the idea of complaint. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers should have won more than one ring. Yes, uh, Mike McCarthy was too conservative in the NFC Championship game against Seattle. Yes, yeah. if the if fans would have been allowed at the NFC Championship game in full force against Tampa. Uh, you guys probably win that game. Like, yeah, I'm here for you guys underachieved in terms of rings on your finger and banners in the stands with your Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like, I'm here for all of those arguments and frustrations, but you wouldn't trade places. You wouldn't consider trading places. It's not even a remote comparison in terms of what you've gone through, in air quotes, at the quarterback position for the last three decades compared to Bears fans. No, literally no team in the NFL, literally none, has had a better quarterback situation than the Green Bay Packers for the last three decades. Literally none. No, I, one more. Yeah. But in terms of the most important position in sports, you have a chance to win every Sunday. You can win a shootout. You're not terrified of the guy who's under center for the un- other team. Literally no fan base in the NFL has experienced fewer games like that than Packers fans in the last three decades. So I think what I'm afraid of is if we lose one game, Bears fans are going to act like it's somehow even. No, no. 
I mean, listen, I'm not going to speak for Bears fans. I will only speak for me, this Bears fan. All I will say, like, I just want for the first time in my life where I can remember football is for the Bears to definitively have a better quarterback than the Green Bay Packers. Like, Bart, I I think that's the case. I'm pretty convinced it's the case. But I have to admit that it's possible that it's not. And until and like, and I would honestly sign up right now for the Bears to have the 18th best quarterback and the Packers to have like the 25th. Like it doesn't need to be yeah. Bears have a top five guy and Packers have nothing. Like I just I just want better. I just want better. And then of course the goal is Justin Fields MVP championships, Super Bowls, divisions, a decade of dominance, which I think he absolutely is in play for him. Like I'm not underselling Justin Fields here. I'm saying if the Packers were opening against the Lions and the Bears were opening against the Vikings, these would just be normal division games where there would be pressure on Justin Fields. Has he taken the leap? And there would be intrigue on Jordan Love. Do the Packers have a good guy? But in this particular matchup, if your guy beats my guy, I'm going to cry and block your phone number. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, okay, I, I want to talk. I want to talk about your guy. Yeah, let's because talk about- I think he's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. He so so here, here's everything. I, I'll spill everything on Justin Fields that I have and know. I thought he should have gone two. I don't know why. The, the, the Jets... The Jets selected Zach Wilson before Jacksonville took Trevor Lawrence. It felt like that year. That was weird. And then I was sad when Fields went to the Bears because I thought Fields was very good. And then Bears fans are like, ah, well, if if there's one team that can screw up Justin Fields, it's us. And then they've almost kind of done that. I thought that Nagy and Pace, when they were there, to jerk him around, start him, not start him, then take him out, like they should have attached themselves to him so that they couldn't be fired. They were dumb. Last year, when there's all this criticism about, oh, Fields is only a runner and whatever, and he had that great game against Miami, 
I thought the Bears should have – I don't know if there was a way to, like – he still ran a bunch. And I don't know that they – like 152 yards, I got it up here. 119 yards, 75 yards passing. And they should have – if there was concerns about it, they, they should have, like, focused on, all right, let's get the passing game going. I, there's too many people that I'm reading, uh, especially Packer fans, that are making it their identity that Justin Fields is not going to take a leap, that he's going to be bad, that he's just a running back. All I know is what I've seen. I think Justin Fields is a good thrower of ball. I think he is a great runner of ball, which can equal good quarterback. I don't know that the Bears right now have allowed that to happen, so will they this year? They will still be a run first team. I mean, Luke Getze from Green Bay, number one rushing team in the NFL, run to set up the pass, play action, all of that stuff. And by the way, they'd be insane not to use Justin Fields' legs. He's but like, will Fields be a quarterback that one read, not there, run? Or He's not supposed to be. No, if he, if, he, if, he, if he is, it's a huge problem. If, if he is, it's a huge problem. Last year, it was his third offense in three years. Right, Ryan Day at Ohio State, then Matt Nagy, then Luke Getze. They had no number one receiver. Darnell Mooney is a three who thinks he's a two. They trade for Chase Claypool, who's a three who thinks he's a top 10 receiver in football. And they had a good run-blocking offensive line and a terrible pass-blocking offensive line. And a quarterback who, frankly, took too many sacks in college and took way too many sacks last year. He had the worst sack rate in the NFL by far. And he had tied for the most sacks in the NFL with 55. And he only had 318 pass attempts. Russell Wilson had 55 sacks on like nearly 600 pass attempts. So Justin Fields held the ball too long, locked in on receivers, did not anticipate, didn't trust NFL open. All that, like some of the sacks were on the offensive line, some of the sacks were on him. And I think he's also going to be the type of quarterback who is never like snap, throw, get the ball out immediately because he does like to roll out. He does like to extend the play. He does, you know, try to make the Herculean effort because he's an insane athlete and you don't want to coach that completely out of him. But they upgraded at right guard, they upgraded at right tackle with a top 10 pick. They upgraded at number one receiver, a legitimate number one receiver in DJ Moore. So now Claypool and Mooney slot into where their skills actually are representative. They have two legitimate tight ends in Robert Tunyon, who you guys know, and obviously Cole Komet. So like everything around him is better, even though there are some injury concerns on the offensive line already, which isn't great. But in theory, first time having multiple years in a system since college. Upgraded pass catchers, upgraded pass blockers should equal snap, read, 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 then run. Now, he still sometimes misses layups. He still doesn't always go to the check down. He, he's, a, he's a touchdown to check down guy with sometimes he forgets about the check down. You know, he, he really does have that big play mentality. But at Ohio State, every offensive lineman – was better than every defensive lineman and every receiver was better than every cornerback. You know, he was in a receiver room where like the pedigree was, oh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Drake London, and, you know, on and on down the line. So he is in a unique position now where he doesn't have better talent everywhere than everyone else. And he needs to continue to adjust, but he's got everything that you possibly would want between the ears. And the athleticism is there, man. Like, I think that what people are forgetting is 
he doesn't have to be the guy that is 32 years old right now. It's okay if he runs for 900 yards. That's yeah. good. Like Jalen Hurts ran for like 700 and 800 or 800 yards last year and was second in the MVP and was a runner up in the Super Bowl and put up 35 points in a loss. You know, like I hope that Justin Fields rushes for 800 yards this year, as long as he also throws for 3,300 and has 35 combined touchdowns. You know, I, I'm okay with him being dual threat because it would be insane for him not to be dual threat. But he's not going to be Joe Burrow. He's not going to just sit in the pocket and pick, pick people apart. He's not throwing for 4,500 yards or 5,000 yards or anything like that. He's going to use his legs because it would be dumb not to use his legs. And I want him to be good so that I'm right. Yeah, it's a big part of it, isn't it? It's really yeah. fun to be right. Yeah, I want him to be good so I'm right. And I think, like, it would be nice if, you know, we had a 15-year quarterback and – you guys didn't start 80. Like we didn't see the graphic where it was no. the 80 quarterbacks that have no, no a rivalry. We're going to do a rivalry on a real rivalry. That would not be nice. You guys need at least four to five years of quarterback wasteland. And then I will allow you to consider finding someone as good as Derek Carr. Like I, I am not, no, it's not. It's, it, it, is, it is not you, – you don't get to go to immediately having your guy for a decade. No. Well, he's going to be – no. I'll tell you, he will be no worse than the 17th best quarterback in the league. Not, not bad enough. How he are is, we doing this? Are we doing this based on like passer rating, touchdowns? How, how are we measuring this? Because if he is top 17 in the NFL, it'll be – I'll be sick to my stomach. Because he's not bad. So I think How everybody. Do you know? Well, preseason camp. Stop. 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 No, I've told you my theory. He's not bad because Rodgers didn't let him play. Rodgers played with a broken thumb because he didn't want the world to see Jordan Love, and I think Love's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, listen, if he's good again, I'm blocking your number. I but don't don't give me preseason. Don't give me a, a quarter against the Eagles. And I, you guys got a good offensive line. You have very young skill position dudes. You got plenty of running back talent. What, eight first-round picks on defense? Like, I, I know there's a world in which the Packers are good. I just don't want to live in it. Yeah, well, I don't want to live in a world where the Bears beat us one time in four days. Well, get ready, my friend. Get ready. Get uh, ready. Let me let me ask you about uh, someone else because I can't have a – unbiased opinion on him and maybe you can't either but Aaron Rodgers and the Jets yeah. yeah do you think they'll be good yes Fuck. of course they're going to be good I I'm what I, I can't that'd be even worse okay how about this what's the argument that they're going to be bad Rodgers was bad last year they didn't have Devontae Adams he was hurt. Rodgers couldn't even hit A.J. Dillon like, like a little five-yard touch pass. He couldn't even do those. Last year. Rodgers' ego's getting in the way. Robert Sala wants to like. Do you really believe that you go from winning an MVP, which he did two years ago, to just being bad? I saw it happen with Peyton Manning one time. I saw he it was happen. hurt. 
Tom Brady last year. Russell Wilson, something happened to him. Uh, Deshaun Watson stinks now. Tom Brady last year was not one year removed from winning MVP of the league. What what about Russell Wilson? Well, do you know he's never had an MVP vote? I don't know if you knew that. I have heard that before. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Listen, I, I think the the only thing that I could see unraveling for the for the Jets is their offensive line isn't very good. And Rodgers is on the wrong side of 40 for having a bad offensive line. But they've got an awesome defense, an awesome number one receiver, awesome running backs. He's got comfort in the system, and he's very clearly motivated. Like he's very clearly pissed off and he wants to win the breakup. That's the Tom Brady comp that I'd be afraid of is how it started in Tampa. Not how it ended in Tampa when he was 45 years old with an injured offensive line. I'd be worried about year one in Tampa, which is what I think is going to happen. I don't know that they're going to win the Super Bowl because the AFC East is loaded and the AFC is loaded, but Dude, Garrett Wilson is going to have – you're going to be sick on how many Devontae Adams comparisons you get. For, we're for the same Garrett, number. For Garrett Wilson. It's, dude, he's gonna, he might lead the league in catches. He, he is going to have an absolutely monstrous, monstrous season. And I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers will too. But you guys, rather have... well, you, you, you guys were done with him. I talked to enough Packers fans. My dad's whole family's from Wisconsin. You guys were sick and tired of the diva and the Iowa. Oh, yeah. The yeah. I couldn't so be happier. This is on you. You do not get to be happy that he's gone and then sad if he's good. You didn't want him anymore. You don't, you don't get to play that game. You don't get to have it both ways. You either wanted him, which is what you should have done because he's awesome and the only player in the history of the sport with more MVPs is Peyton Manning, or when he's good for the Jets – you just got to live with it, baby, and watch them on national TV six times a year, just like us. Uh, did we ever bet on the game or no? I forgot what we decided that one day. Well, you got insulted that I insinuated that you were poor when you said that you didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> I don't I don't have a lot of money. Oh, right, but you want to bet your wife's money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do – let's just – we can do the standard uh, – you know, you can get me like a broth stop uh, care package versus some, I can give you some like dry ice, you know, deep dish, or you could just make the drive downtown and I could buy you pizza in person. But yeah, like let's say a hundred bucks of Wisconsin food against a hundred bucks of Chicago food. Okay. So I'm going to send you 20 frozen pizzas. No, no. <laughs> No, I want, I want, God damn. I, want I, I want the, I want like the jalapeno cheddar brats from the brat stop. And then I want some spotted cow and, you know, maybe like some like really good aged cheddar cheese in like a block. What do I want from Chicago? I the assume you want like a culinary experience. I assume you want good food. How about Shane makes me a dinner? I mean, I, can't really bet that on his behalf, but I can bet that on his behalf. Sure. Yeah. Shane right. makes you a dinner. That's fine. All right. Parkins and Spiegel. It's where you can catch these knuckleheads ah. on the floor. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Bart. 
My thanks again to Danny Parkins, 670 the score for I, I think I think he's right. Ultimately, like worst case scenario, Packers fans, we lose and Bears fans cock off for a little bit. But if they realize that Jordan Love is good, that's why this game, but that's the other thing. It's one game. It is one game, and there's so many decisions that are going to be made after this. You can check out my interview conversation with Danny on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. All of the YouTubes there. We will be live again after Packers and Bears. And I've got some other uh, YouTubes coming out this week. Should have our picks coming out. And another uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, this week, youtube.com backslash at the Bart Winkler show at Bart Winkler show at Bart Winkler show. Uh, like and subscribe, smash that button, tell your friends uh, and all that. So thanks to Dan Shaney again for the YouTube stream services. Uh, my name is Bart Winkler. As you know, talk more about the Packers bears here in just a second. Happy place. Hemp promo code Bart 25% off. Every order at happyplacehemp.com. I would suggest ordering um, like an emergency Green Bay loss pack. So I would suggest going to happyplacehemp.com, getting whatever you normally get, whether it's the Delta 8s or the 9s or the, uh, the, the, the night ones, the CBD, CBN, uh, whatever you want to get. The 50 milligrams that some of you may have picked up with the sample, the Delta eights that I might take if the, if, if they lose and just like take yourself to anywhere, but where you are and then zone out and, and watch Cowboys giants. I think that would be smart. Happy The promo code is Bart. Thank you to them as always, uh, not just for their involvement in the show, but for helping you guys out with everything you're looking for and need. So thanks again, happyplacehemp.com. College Court in Muskego if you want to stop by in person. Packers have the Bears this weekend. Packers, including that playoff victory to go to the Super Bowl 100 years ago, they've won 24 of the last 29 meetings at Soldier Field. So not only do the Packers own the Bears, they've owned them in Chicago. And that's the, you know mainly the 29 meetings once a year that's Favre and Rodgers eight of the last games of the last 11 between the two at Soldier Field have been decided by single digits overall the Packers have won eight straight against the Bears and 12 of the last 13 it's the second longest winning streak in the history of the series now Packers did 10 straight in 94 through 98 so this is a you can tell why Bears fans want to be feeling cathartic after the series, after this game, but the game's got to happen first. And I think I've seen too many people take victory laps prior. Uh, if they want to take their victory lap after they're going to do that, I would then hope that the season plays out and, and whatever. I, I, I probably will take the Packers to win this one. This one's hard objectively. I think that, if you know there's a Bard in Central Arkansas, I, I could I could look at this and, and maybe believe in Justin Fields and say they got a lot of key pieces and and think that you know I've heard Jordan Love, I've heard some good things, but now he's facing a real defense, you know, not preseason defense, not not come from behind defense. I will probably take the Packers though. I just I can't not. Um, I wouldn't bet on this game. In the survivor pool, 
I'm not going to take them. The Splash Sports, sign up for that. I got a week one pool, and if enough people do it, we'll go week two, week three. We'll go for a while. But the Survivor Pool, SplashSports.com backslash Winkler, you have like 24 hours to do it. I am going to not take the Packers in the Survivor Pool. I think I'm taking Baltimore. Uh, Washington's going to be a sexy one. But Baltimore's got the Texans, and they're at home, and you know, it'll suck not using them again, but they're in a tough division. I'll, I'll probably just take Baltimore. In the pick'em contest, I will take Green Bay. I will take Green Bay. Some of you that maybe want to take Chicago just to like, eh, a lot of people are going to take Green Bay in this pool. You know, it's going to be a very Packers-centric pool, I, I would believe. But I, I'm going to say that the Packers win. But I think both quarterbacks, you know, throw some touchdowns. I think, I think both look good. We'll talk more about that later in the week. The Milwaukee Brewers in action and got a nice win over the Pirates. So they did not win on Monday. They went on Tuesday. The voicemail I'm going to play is from John after the Monday game. So there are a few Monday specifics, but other than that, um, it's a voicemail that makes sense. Carl's Place voicemail line, carlovet.com backslash Bart. For your golf simulator desires, wants, and dreams, here is John, 402-915-2278. Morning, John and Franklin with the Better Late Than Never podcast response. Uh, briefly on the Brewers, um, disappointing loss, disappointing game. You got your one of your best pitchers going, and I'll be honest, once he uh, got into that fourth inning, and you know, obviously, the beginning of the fifth. I mean, he just—he did not look right. He—I don't know if he was gas because of the heat. He didn't look right. <clears throat> I know I, I was personally looking for counsel to pull him. I know that's a sign of disrespect to your ace or whatever. But I don't know, man. It, it, you know, I can't put myself in counsel's shoes. I guess. So again, he's talking about Monday's game with Corbin Burns, and Burns wins six innings. We're already talking more about. Monday's Brewer game than we did after Monday's Brewer game, but he went six innings, gave up seven hits and four earned. And there was a little discussion on Monday's show, Tuesday's show about some concern with Burns. Burns has had an every other kind of thing for the last month, decent against the pirates struggle against the white Sox, really good against the Dodgers in a loss struggled against the twins at the game. Many of us were at, uh, really good against the Cubs, gave up a lot of hits, but was able to keep just one run from crossing. And that was a loss, too. And then the loss. So he's had some hard luck. Jeez. Uh, he is in the two. He won three games. The three games that he pitched where the Brewers won. And he only got a decision in one of these. But in September, he pitched in three games where they won. He pitched about 18 innings, gave up 13 runs. The two games that he pitched in where they lost, they lost by a combined score of 2 nothing. He gave up one earned run and had 16 Ks. So kind of a hard luck situation for him. I don't have like a lack of faith or confidence in him. I know some people, you know, might be a little concerned. Maybe they like more out of Woody, like more to Peralta. We'll talk about Woody, who looked really good on Tuesday. But uh, that's some of the discussion right now on Burns. But from the TV view, I, I would have pulled them because they were they were hitting them. 
And I, you know, like I said, he just looked gas. And yeah, you know, it, it, it's the Pirates. I mean, you played some tough teams. And let's be honest about it. If they weren't for a three base error against the Phillies, I think we'd be gripping. <clears throat> we would be gripping a little bit more about this team. This offense just, I don't know. You know, since the little winning streak they had, they're back, you know, a lot of first pitch. I mean, I think one inning it was a five or six pitch inning. I mean, come on, what are you doing? Um, you, you, you got a mediocre pitcher up there and he's just, you know, no adjustments are being made. It would, you know, it appears from the, from the batters. I, I don't know. It, I mean, come on, you, you gotta beat, you gotta beat Pittsburgh two or three out of this series. And you already gave up the one you should have had probably the best. Disappointing. Um, and briefly I've heard some back and forth. I'm, I'm not a college football guy, but I went. Um, Saturday morning and hooked my boat up and was going to head out on the lake. God help me. I started, sorry about my voice. I started watching this, uh, <laughs> this football game and I could not turn it off. And I ended up just, yeah, you know what? I'm going to stay home. And, uh, I'm not a college football guy by any means, but the, to me, that was an amazing game. No, he didn't win it, win anything, but it was a hell of accomplishment for a team that was trash last year to go up against TCU in our house and win them. It was a great game regardless of what happens um, moving forward. I'm out. Well, good. Uh, real quick on Colorado, they are the official collegiate program of the Bart Winkler show. Uh, we do love our Badgers, but we are a Colorado show because uh, we love Dion. yes, after one game. Uh, and Colorado now 22nd in the AP rankings. Wisconsin stays at 19. How about that Clemson game the other night? That was unbelievable. Clemson, Dabo Sweeney, all these teams are transferring players and using the name image likeness. And he says, we are name image likeness. God is our name image likeness. That's what he said. Okay, that's fine. Then like pray for some transfers because they're not coming to you. And this way is not going to work anymore. So I don't, Clemson might find their way. I think they're 25th, like as a courtesy. But that was a massive, massive uh, loss. And so now you look at already is LSU done? Is TCU done? Is Clemson done? That's some of the drama the four team playoff provides. Just like if Wisconsin loses this week, in which they're favored to win by a field goal, I think. But I think a lot of Badger fans are a little like, we're a little nervous. Uh, we are a little nervous. Badgers are the official hometown school of the podcast but we love colorado now and i may buy a coach prime shirt and i will happily contribute to that university's football funding uh i'd love a badgers air raid shirt but that doesn't seem to uh are people calling him big dick thick like I'd, I'd wear a shirt that said big dick thick on it maybe i wouldn't but i'll get a prime shirt brewers on tuesday Got the win. Brandon Woodruff, very good. Seven innings, two hits, two walks, six Ks. Chafin comes in. Uh, a lot of runs were credited to Clayton Andrews. And then Peguero put a couple of guys on. Brewers do get the win. Pirates with sort of a late half rally. If they didn't have a big cushion, if they didn't have that six-run fifth, maybe the Pirates – would have had an easier time, but Brewers had a lot of Dan Shaney insurance runs there in the fifth. 
so that was good to see. Willie Peralta uh, is not on the team, hasn't been for a long time. Willie Adamas was 0 for 4 again tonight and is now batting 209 on the season. So those of you on the Willie Peralta hype train, keep in mind he is now in the month of in the month of September, just five games. He is one for 16. So that is a batting average of move him lower down the lineup. He's batting 0-6-2 in September. And uh, still gets the free pass. Josh Donaldson had an RBI down in Nashville. Keston here, of course, is Nashville Sounds Hall of Famer. An interesting note that I saw from Kurt Hogue, who does a good job. Kurt, Kurt does good things like this. He says, something to note, the Brewers led 7-0 in the top of the eighth with two outs and Andrew Monasterio up, a potential spot to get Brian Anderson his first game action in two weeks. Anderson did not pinch hit, nor is he in the game as a defensive sub. I feel like Kurt does a real good job of noticing things like that and reporting them. Uh, sometimes sometimes, uh, sometimes it's like you feel like you don't want to report that if you're in that press box because, I don't know, you, you, like the, Brewer, the Brewers don't want you to in a weird way, but why isn't he playing? And I'm pretty sure I said Brett Anderson, even though I read Brian Anderson on the, but you know what I meant? Uh, Brett Anderson's the old pitcher who said, I look like his uglier cousin. Brian Anderson is the brewer who is not playing at all yet is still taking up a spot on the roster. And nobody knows why, especially when like, if you don't, if you want to take the brewers, if you want to take the brewers, uh, like credo and, and say no Keston hero he he sucks it, it's at least better to have him on the bench and like coming in a pinch hit opportunity as a dh like just see like it use the guy they're not even using this guy and they'll probably bring up donaldson at some point and and wave anderson and and just like just give keston a chance he's not gonna be on the postseason roster anymore they i think they screwed that up um so maybe whatever maybe geez I, I just don't get it. I don't, I really, I don't, I don't, I don't get how so many people are, have given up on Keston and I don't get how like the brewers have helped you do that. The brewers don't need to say anything about Keston. They got people out there arguing on their behalf to never bring up Keston. And I get it. Maybe he is a four a player, but I'd still still see what you got. Now, then if you brought him down, I think you'd have to wave him again. So whatever. I still, there's hope for Keston at some point. I'd still like to see Keston in Milwaukee at some point here. We'll see. Who will be back at Miller Park first? Keston Hira or Morgan Wallen? Probably Morgan. There was another Brewers discussion that had some people upset. Uh, Brewers are going to probably be two and a half games up. When you hear this, I was going to stay up for the end of the Cubs game and then do this right now. As I'm talking, Cubs are in the eighth or up 10, seven. I'm going to assume they win. If they lost, it's three and a half games. If they win, it's two and a half games. I also want to go to bed a little early and I'm watching Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire one. So I've gone, I'm so far into my Marvel rewatch, complete watch that now I'm into phase four. I just finished. Thor, Love, and Thunder, and Moon Knight, which I believe are both in 2024 and not 2025, 
as some timelines will tell you. I've done a lot of research into this. I feel very confident. Um, and then now the next one I have to watch is the Spider-Man where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it. So I'm going to go back and rewatch those ones. There is a scene with uh, Venom at the end. I don't think I'm going to watch the Venoms and Morbius. I might skip those, but if anybody, if you're thinking around tomorrow, I'll be like, I wonder what Bart's doing right now. Um, I'll probably be watching the Brewers. Maybe I'll jump on for a little bit after if it's an exciting game, but I'm also probably watching Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire one, two or three. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself, you guys. So I will be watching that movie. So the Brewers, there was a report in the Journal Sentinel that Mark Antanasio wants to increase stake in his soccer club. J.R. Radcliffe had the story. He is going to up his stake from 15.9% to 40% in Norwich City. The first investment was 10 million pounds. So this will probably this is probably in the 30, 40 million range. So people are upset that Mark is putting more money into a thing, not the brewers. I get you want to just diversify, but the brewers are someone that's asking for money. I don't know. It'd be like if someone had to go fund me and then and they also had a they also bought a new car. It's like, well then just don't buy the new car. Use that money for the GoFundMe. Don't buy the soccer team. Use this money for the Brewers is how we're going to look at it. Again, optic-wise, PR-wise, like I think Mark is a good owner that cares about the Brewers. But all we ever see is him buying baseball cards and stakes and other shit. So then the backlash. Just unbelievably bad PR all the way around from that team and shout out to Vincent in Anaheim. That's right. Vincent in Anaheim had said that, uh, let the adventure begin. He's on Twitter at the arena. Vincent, if you want to check him out, let the adventure begin at wings thinks I'm 70 something episodes behind on hashtag great sports talk at Bart Winkler show podcast hashtag hell. Yeah. All sports. I can't wait to hear all the funny sports talk and maybe some shout outs. Hashtag Vincent in Anaheim. He hashtagged himself. If you're hearing this, Vincent, happy Thanksgiving. So where that puts Vincent, if he's if he's truly 70 episodes behind. Uh, and I this I'll take this time. This is episode number 250. Look at that. This is the 250th podcast that we have done. Wow. So if he's 70 behind, let's say it's about 25 a month, September, August, he's got, he's probably around like Damon Bruce on the A's reverse boycott. Uh, Javik Blake, he might be hitting right now. Matthew Collar on the Vikings. The Paige Sporonic night. Oh, he's in a good little stretch of shows. So Vincent, He's still got NBA free agency to get through. Uh, he's got Andy Herman to get through. We call Tim Allen in the parking lot. He'll like that one. Justin Garcia. Uh, Kurt Hogue, the aforementioned. Wes Hod, Paul Brettel. Now he's got a lot to get to. Chuck and Winkler. Does he even know we reunited for a show? The tailgate? Oh, my God. 
Vincent's going to be asking me about a tailgate. That already happened. So shout out uh, to Vincent in Anaheim. All right. uh, Please share, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Sign up for the Survivor Pool. We'll be back with mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm this week and a picks episode. 250 in the can. Here's to another. Here's to another 250. I'm thinking if that's what I want or not. It is. I like doing this. Let's keep it going.